Welcome to Correct Culture. There are so many things going on in this world today that need to be talked about, whether it's political views, biblical views, um, things that are going on in society. It needs to be spoken about, and this is exactly what this podcast here is for. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode of Correct Culture. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the first episode of season one correct culture y'all it is gonna be crazy i'm extremely excited for what god has in store for this podcast um we're just gonna get right into it y'all so the first question we have to ask before we kick things off is what is culture that's the biggest question. What is culture? And I think a lot of people will probably be able to answer that easily and just be like, oh, well, as you know, it's what you come from, you know, or, you know, it's it's what people identify with. And, and those will be correct statements. But let's get to the meat of truly what culture is. Culture is the act of developing the intellectual and moral faculties, especially by education through expert care and training. That's the definition of what culture is. And when we think about exactly this definition, and we're, we're talking about how how is culture established, is due to a developmental f- process of the intellectual and moral faculties, right? So when we're thinking about how culture even comes about, it starts ultimately with an intellectual, um, intellectual intention, right? So when it talks about developing the intellectual and moral faculties, it's speaking of how it is a process of teaching and educating and kind of conforming people into a way of living. Culture is a way of life. Culture is a way of uh, how people operate, the things that people do. Uh, these, This is what can be attached to culture. Now, when we look at specifically the things that we can identify with when it comes to culture, these are considered the elements of culture. And, and some of the elements of culture are symbols, language, norms, values, cognitive elements, beliefs, rituals. These are the things that are considered elements of culture. These elements of culture is what's being taught to develop the intellectual and moral faculties, um, once again, through education. So people, when they want a community or they want a group of people to be to have culture or they want a group of people or a community to embody a culture. That's where we get the word cult, right? Cult, C-U-L. T, which gets a you know a negative connotation a lot of times, but it's just the generalization of what culture truly is. When you have people who are one thousand percent sold in to a culture, that's how you start to form cults, right? Cults get the cults get a bad connotation because they're usually held. Um, by manipulation is what people 
you know, kind of kind of see Colts as like, oh, they were manipulated into staying. Um, it's a cult because, you know, they are using and playing brain and mind tricks in order to keep them where they're at. Here's the thing that people have to understand about Colts. Colts is a process, right? Colts develop because there are people who have embodied and embraced completely the culture that that person was teaching them or that group of people were teaching them, right? This is how we're able to get community groups, right? This is how we get LGBTQ community because what happened? There was a culture that was established and was taught. And when you look at the LGBTQ community, they embody the same um, the same ideas and the same um, way of living and the same um, the same beliefs. And then that's how, once again, we 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 find different cultures being um, being produced. Now, here's the biggest question. Why is culture important? Why is culture important? Culture is important because it can shape a society and civilization. When you get a, a, a culture that people are invested in when you have a culture that 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 is made it can create and ultimately establish the trajectory of a co- uh, of a community it can it can establish the trajectory of a nation of a society right when you can create a culture or when you can understand how to educate the intellectual and moral compasses of individuals to think act, respond, whatever, a certain way, that's how you can start to control the society and the community in which you are around, right? And the influential people who are put in places or the influential uh, mouthpieces and the the influential characters, per se, who are directly impacting their, their community are the premise of where culture begins. So if you really want to see the culture around you, if you really want to see if the culture that you have been kind of included in or that you've taken part in or that you have embodied or embraced is a correct culture or an incorrect culture, you have to look at the elements of the culture. Right. You have to look at the symbols. You have to look at the language. You have to look at the norms, the values, the cognitive elements, the beliefs, the rituals. You have to see if they align with the word of God. Now, if they do align with the word of God and it aligns with God's truth, then it is safe to say that you are in a correct culture. But if any aspect of that culture whether it's the symbols, the language, the norms, the values, cognitive elements, beliefs, rituals, if any of those things go against the word of God, there is an incorrect culture at hand. Now, can that culture be corrected? Yes. Can the viewpoints of that culture be corrected? Absolutely. Because here's what we have to understand. Culture is something that is taught. And here's the thing. Somebody can teach somebody else wrong. How is culture ultimately sustained? It's sustained through generational 
reputation, generational reputation. From generation to generation to generation to generation, things are passed down specifically to continue culture. Think about how deep the Latin culture goes. Think about how deep the African culture goes. Think about how deep, you know, different areas like Louisiana or New York. Think about how deep those cultures go and how they have been able to continue and sustain their culture. It's through the teaching and the embracing of the younger generation and them understanding how culture that they come from is upheld. All right. So the next question is going to be, I'm pretty sure, how can someone determine if a culture is incorrect (laughs) and who are they to try to correct it? A culture is a culture. A culture is something that uh, a people embody, embrace and, and take pride in. Right. Well, here's my question. Culture embodies the intellectual and moral faculties. So my question is, where does the moral compass of a culture come from? Where do people start to understand their moral values? And I can only look to one place that would have a specific moral trajectory, and that's the Bible. (laughs) And I'm just being honest. How do we know what's good and bad? How do we know what's right or wrong? How do we know what's evil or good, right? And if somebody's culture is expressing evil, then if there's no moral compass, then who is to say that that's not correct? So here's how you understand and and kind of uh, explain what can be considered correct or incorrect, right? We got to get to the word of God. So the word of God talks about in Romans 12 to it says that we are supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Right. Because God understood that culture is a real thing and that culture can uh, can develop and shape and, and kind of restructure the mentality, the intellectual and moral faculties of an individual. Right. And so if he's created us in his likeness and in his image, which is what he did in Genesis, then he must have known to express in Romans 12 that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we were going to be misconstrued due to the culture or the community or the society that is around us, because that is the biggest impact that culture has. It can literally conform or change you. Right. And ultimately, that's not what we want, not to conform to this world. Right. We don't want to conform to this world. We want the world to conform to the mindset and the mentality of Christ Jesus. And that's how we're able to express and explain, hey, your symbol, it symbolizes evil, right? Your language is not honoring God. Your norms and your values don't honor God. Your cognitive elements out of fear and out of anxiety, those things, that's not what God has given. God has not given the spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, of power, and a sound mind. These are the things that God gives. But when you see cultures who embody a a a happening of life that goes against God, the, their beliefs, their rituals, if those things go against God, then we're looking at an incorrect culture. Because when we look at the prayer, right, the, the Lord's prayer, it says, um, 
Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? It, we're praying that prayer as believers, right? It is our job to help bring heaven down here on earth. And we do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we also do that through the the, the, the method that God gave us to use, which is his word. It's his word. And when we find out, when we look at scripture, specifically when we look at 2 Timothy 3.16, it explains and it talks to us about how God's word, every word that's in the Bible, every word that's in scripture is God breathed. Right. It is breathed on and, and and inspired by God himself, by our creator, by the creator of the whole world. Right. Now, we have to understand when it comes to culture, if we're going to have an impact, we have to understand if we're going to have a positive or negative impact. And the only way we can understand which one we are doing is if our impact and the way that we are, are, are going about correcting culture is based on the word of God. God created the and established what culture should look like. When he um, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, God wanted to bring the kingdom of heaven here on uh, from he- from heaven here on earth, sorry. He wanted to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth and he wanted us to see what a lifestyle of a kingdom culture really looks like. So Jesus comes down he starts to express and explain and, and kind of embody what kingdom culture looks like here on earth. And it establishes a, a visual and intellectual and moral shifting and changing and education aspect of, of making disciples of men so that they can now reciprocate and, and, and embody and resemble kingdom culture. Now, how did we deviate from that? How did we get away from that? How is society sometimes we look at so twisted in what they're teaching? How is it that we can find cultures that are so against God? How are there so many different uh, uh, norms and, and, and values when it even comes to the church itself that embody and embrace things that are of this world? Now, the Bible is very clear when it tells us that we should not we should not embody things of this world, right? We are not of this world. We are not of this world, right? That means that we don't participate in the things of this world because we are from a different culture. We are from a different breed, right? And that breed is God. That breed is the kingdom of heaven. That is where our home is. And so we cannot get attached to the things of this world and trying to support the things of this world and get on board with the things of this world. Because if so, we are starting to embody a culture that is truly against God. I want to read something really quick. It's in John 15, uh, John chapter 15, starting at the 19th verse. And it says this. It says, this is Jesus speaking. These are words in red. It says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you, right? And this is why we have to understand and acknowledge where our culture comes from. (laughs) As believers, we have to acknowledge where our culture comes from. And what I am here to do in this podcast is help to correct the mindset and the establishments um, of society 
the mindset and the establishments of, of God's people in society and in church in relationships because here's what the world has done the world has tried to twist and manipulate and educate and teach individuals that it is okay to do things against God's will that is it that it is okay as people of God as believers of God as Christians as those who say that they follow Jesus Christ it's okay to embrace and embody the things of this world but it's not it absolutely is not i'm going to read one more scripture for you it's first john chapter 2 and this is going to let you know that there is no um no way that we can love the world and also uh be followers of Christ right there's no no way that we can love the world and out of the same mouth say that we love God the bible says in first john the second chapter starting at the 15th verse it says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world Love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And I want to leave you guys with that because we have to understand that there has to be a separation. There has to be a separation. The Bible says clearly, what does light have to do with darkness? It has nothing to do with it. God has nothing to do with evil, right? So we can't look at the things of the world, that the world, that society, that today's society, that the world today is trying to teach Christians and believers that it's okay to embrace and embody the things of this world, the things that were manipulated by man, the things that were that were uh, prostituted and, and, and through sexual desires or, or, or evil pleasures that were shifted and changed to be comfortable in this world. Because we have to understand that we don't come from this world. We come from a greater world. We come from the kingdom of God. We come from heaven, which is where we're going to return to live eternally. But if you love this world, then you will stay in this world. And that is why I am here. And that is why I'm doing this podcast. And that is why we as believers and as Christians must stand up and talk about the aspects of this world that are trying to twist and and, and construed and deceive the minds of the people of the body of Christ. Look, guys, I love you. I thank you for your time. And I pray that you will tune in to the rest of this season. It's going to be a great season. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that's happened in society, the things that are happening in our music, the things that are happening in our cultures, um, specifically when it comes to schools, when it comes to government, when it comes to politics, when it comes to conditioning by the government. We're going to talk about all types of things, sex. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about how culture has created a mindset and a mentality and people that are believers and how we can get our mind back right and how we can have a positive impact on the culture around us and potentially see a kingdom culture established right where we're at love you guys hope to see you next episode and until then be blessed and let's correct culture